Hello, and welcome to another new episode of You, you die. die. That felt more dramatic than normal. Yeah, I, you really leaned into it. <laughs> Hello, I'm Ravi. I'm John. Shay. <laughs> we have Josh today, so you're not going to be able to do that. Why am I here then? Can I leave? <laughs> no, you're, you're, never, you're never allowed to leave. Hi, I'm Victoria. And today, like you said, we will have Josh joining us a bit later to talk about his interesting, slightly creepy, but interesting story about playing with uh, game companions in China. Uh, paid game companions in China. Paid game companions in China. Very cool. But first up, what have you guys been playing this week? What are you playing, Shay? Great segue. Uh, so on Switch, I've been playing Yoshi's Crafted World, which is a very sedate, um, casual little game. Casual is the wrong word. It's uh, it's a two D platformer. Filthy casual. Now, that's the vibe I was trying to avoid, but <laughs> yeah, you kind of brought it up again. I mean, it's not it. so much a casual game as it is a children's game. It is an all ages game. I would <laughs> is say. Is it? Yeah, it is. It is. is it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, let, let me let me defend it. You know, against your vicious accusations. Uh, it's basically a two D game where you know you jump around as usual, but the key point of it is to collect stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Which doesn't sound you know incredibly novel in any way but it's cool because of the vibe it sort of evokes what's like, the vibe yeah, hang, I'm trying to explain <laughs> oh man she really don't want to let you know, this what, what kind of person do you have to be to dislike Yoshi yeah. especially given that she's playing Kirby I I think I've, I'm setting up um, my point <laughs> which is yeah it's Kirby versus uh, Yoshi at this point for me but they're friends why would you have them fight I mean Anyway, let's go. Let, let's let's go back to the game. Shay, have you not yes. played Smash Brothers? They literally fight in that game, dude. Smash what? Smash Brothers. What? <laughs> anyway, Yoshi. Sorry, Yoshi's Smash Bros. <laughs> <laughs> Yoshi's Crafted World. So, not many games evoke this sort of mood. Uh, it feels warm and cozy and comforting and peaceful. And like, so Victoria's smirking now because she has an attitude problem. But. <laughs> so this game tries to be something different. Too many games just try to stress you out and, you know, uh, make you shoot things and kill people and stuff. And this one is uh, totally on the other side of the scale. So I think it's the perfect complement for something like Sekiro, which is notoriously <laughs> difficult. Um, because you don't Can you imagine be- switching between the two? Yeah, like, that's crazy. Great. That's it's crazy. Great. Uh, hypothetically, I would be doing that, but I'm still not playing Sekiro. So. Uh, but one order? Yeah, we can get... There's no context to that whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> but, no, so I'm really appreciating Yoshi. Also, my son loves it a lot. Um, he did vomit at the second stage. <laughs> um, because vomiting is a big part of his life. He he gets really travel sick. My wife gets travel sick on all vehicles. Can we tell, except planes. Can we tell the, the audience how old your son is? Oh, my son is three and a half. He's okay, not like 18. That's important. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because he can't be 18 because I'm young. Uh, anyway... So yeah, my son, travel sickness is a big part of his life and identity. Uh, my wife gets travel sick on all vehicles except planes. I get sick on planes, so he's got just this great jackpot of <laughs> travel sickness, basically. He gets travel sick when he walks. <laughs> no, not really. Anyway, um, what's my point? Your point was he vomited while playing Yoshi. Yeah, oh, I had a great anecdote about my son's travel sickness. I'm just going to lean into it. Feel free to edit this out. Uh, travel sickness is such a huge part of his life that when he saw a cool police van on the street, he told my wife, Mommy... I want to vomit in that police van. <laughs> so yeah. That's great. Did you say one day when you're older? <laughs> it's good to have ambitions and dreams. Uh, so anyway, he really likes the game. Uh, it's great for kids, well, that's obviously. that's because he's three. Yep. Yes. Yeah, so yes. I, I assume he would like it. Why do you like it so much? 
because I have enough non-peace in my life, I'm sure that's a better word for that. So it's nice to have something that wraps you up like a warm blanket on a cold I day. I saw a video on YouTube of two rocks playing this game successfully in mellow mode. Just two rocks resting on the controller, controlling the game. It, it took me a while to figure out she meant actual literal rocks there. Yeah. thought it was some slang. Like literal stones. What are you trying to do? <laughs> I'm trying to understand why people hate on Kirby. This is where I'm coming from. But like, support Yoshi. But I like Kirby. You haven't even asked me whether I like Kirby or not. <laughs> hey, uh, this is just me yeah, against un- Ravi at this point. Unnecessarily antagonistic about Yoshi. <laughs> but how also can you the hate thing Yoshi? It's just collateral damage. <laughs> but the best thing, how can you hate Yoshi? Like, I... I wasn't. I don't really hate into Yoshi. How can you hate Kirby? Yeah, that's I wasn't. Fair. I wasn't into Yoshi's yarn. Was it Yoshi's yarn? Yoshi's Woolly World. Woolly World. I wasn't really into Woolly World, but like it's I didn't Kirby's hate it. yarn, by the way. Ugh. Kirby's epic yarn. Kirby's epic yawn, more like. Oh yeah. Let's let's say we're on Game Facts. <laughs> anyway, yes. Sorry, I'm just set up to like so, defend Kirby. So go on then. Why? Why is no, your no, Kirby? No, I'm game? happy to talk about Yoshi until we get to Kirby. Oh, it's not much more. My son likes it. He likes trains. There are trains in the game. Okay, to be, fair, to be fair, I did try the Yoshi game, mm-hmm. but I didn't go too far because I only bought the demo. And um, I love the textures. It was so charming. And I admit that I was very delighted when you could play on the flip side of the cardboard. Yeah, it's the thing they've added to this one is literally like more dimensions. It's, it's actually kind of properly 3D now. You still move left to left and right, but you can shoot eggs into the foreground, the background. Um, I, I was really charmed by it. Yeah. Yeah. So you just wasted the last five minutes of conversation basically by presenting the hate again. Yeah. Well, she's just cool, trolling. Cool, yeah, it's yeah. just constant yeah, pretty trolling. Much, pretty much. So go on, Kirby. Yeah, Kirby. Okay, first of all, <laughs> I was just like playing it and just like writing down thoughts. And uh, I want to say that Kirby is super cute. Super, super, super cute. And Yoshi is pretty cute too, but Kirby was mad cute. However, while my notes say that Kirby was too easy, Yoshi was like, mad, like, it made Kirby look really hard. So I'm confused. Like, Kirby was really, really easy, but I'm not sure it's because I haven't gotten to the hard part yet. But, yeah. Uh, the point of the Yoshi games right now, like, the direction they've, got, they've gone in is to get 100% for everything. That's where the challenge sort of lies. Fair enough. Yeah, as opposed Fair to... Enough. As opposed to finishing the game. Yeah. But here's the thing, right? The enemies in Yoshi don't really attack you, which confuses me. See, it's a warm game. <laughs> if they attacked you, <laughs> it wouldn't be like a cozy blanket wrapping you up on a co- cold, warm, cold it's day. It's not about conflict. It's I about mean, when being I, friends. When the game launched and Peace. I saw the Shy Guys, I was like, <gasps> right? Like I like jumped on that immediately. Like I expected it to be like a traditional game, but it was you very heard, pleasant. So you heard them? Well, yeah. I mean, I swallowed them and they became an egg at my butt. <gasps> you and digested then I threw, them then and I then threw, threw them the through their corpse. <laughs> and and like threw the egg at others. It's, it's part of the game. It's a peaceful game. That's why <laughs> peace. Um, like I a warm blanket wrapping you up on a cold day. So, the great thing about Kirby, which you know is part of the whole point of Kirby, is that he can acquire these new abilities, right? Like in the old Kirby games you acquire the abilities of your enemies. So in this one, you have friends that go with you. And, uh, well, I haven't tried it with friends because, you know, I don't have any. But, um, yeah, I'm really, really excited at the idea that, like, four people can play together and everybody can, like, own a different ability. 
in Kirby. I mean, how brilliant. Really setting children up for multiplayer. All I can think is like, I hate when people choose Kirby in Smash Brothers because he's really annoying to fight against. <laughs> and now I'm just that. thinking the idea of like I four, four, four Kirby's at once. I'm like, oh god, four Kirby's at once. I just no. did that with you this week. You did. It was. <laughs> I hate Kirby. <laughs> no, Kirby's great. He's one of the unsung heroes of the Nintendo catalog. Yeah. He has sort of two two threads of games. That one is a super experimental type, like. Uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn was a bit like that in terms of the visual design, but on the DS there was Kirby's the drawing one, right? Where you could yeah yeah I was gonna say Kirby's drawing one because the name eludes me, <laughs> but so uh, he's also had the really traditional type, you know, the two D platformers, and there's a place for them. There's a place for all of these games in uh, the Nintendo catalog, and uh, like Yoshi, you know, if you ever need a game that feels like a warm blanket <laughs> wrapping you up on a cold day, you got Yoshi. So I'm playing something which is absolutely not a warm blanket wrapping up on a cold day. I'm still going to bring that phrase up like six more times. Cool. Yeah. I'll count. Um, it's Elder Scrolls Blades, the iPhone Elder Scrolls game. Oh. It's it's like an Elder Scrolls. It, I mean, it is like an Elder Scrolls game in many ways. Like it looks fantastic. It's got, you know, the weird NPCs, the dungeons, all that stuff, the skeevers. Except it's like an Elder Scrolls game. Without Remind me, I forget what's a skeever. The rat, basically. Big, annoying rat. Mm, I think I've forgotten what the game was like. I, I just nodded. <laughs> I, I have no idea what the skiver is. <laughs> just helping out the the listener. Filthy Kirby Yoshi casual. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's like an Elder Scrolls game without the thing which makes Elder Scrolls fun. So, you know, Skyrim was great because of the huge open world and all the crazy quests and all like the weird, um, just all the weird stuff that happens in Skyrim, like when a dragon just lands on a villager's head or, you know, like the town's on fire and someone's like, Hey, what do you want? You know, just like the the randomness of the game is completely gone because it's all on rails missions. Not really on rails, but it's you don't have that much freedom to move around. Everything's just a kind of a set track through a dungeon. It's I it's it seems like an achievement to have built what they have built on the iPhone, but it also feels like why did you bother? Uh, is there any are there any free to play trappings that sort of yes hinder it? yes a terrible one which is that the que- the quest the chests take time to open mm. now most Aww. chests take five seconds to open mm. but like a silver chest takes like three hours to open or something like that mm-hmm. unless you buy some gems because you can unlock it instantly with some gems oh. uh. mm. it's kind of not really the game Bethesda needed right now with, with you know everything kind of bombing and a lot of controversy I feel like a proper mobile Elder Scrolls game would have really helped uh, fertilize the ground for a big the Elder Scrolls Six, mm. but maybe Blades isn't it. I mean, or if you if you just go fully the other direction, like Fallout Shelter, you know, mm. or I don't know what the hell the Elder Scrolls Shelter would be, but you know, like if you go fully the other direction to something that is very smartphoney versus something which is trying to bring the console PC experience to a smartphone. Yeah, and then you try and like bring in that sort of psychology uh, to the monetization. I mm. think yeah, that feels lousy. Yeah, that doesn't really work for me, but. Anyway, let's move on a bit to the news of the week. Uh, some of the... Vic is already shaking her head. That's a good sign. <laughs> no, that, 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 that's, a re- that's a really good sign. Um, I've been really interested to see all the VR games that have been popping up for PSVR this week. There have been tons and tons and tons of new announcements. And it's funny because I have a PSVR. <laughs> that you never touch. I haven't touched it in like a year. And mm-hmm. it makes me... It, feel, it felt like I had a really great sort of launch and sort of post-launch. And then nothing really happened except for Astrobot. Yeah, no, it's kind of coming to its own a little bit in the last six months or the mm-hmm. last year. But um, it's so fiddly to set up. Like, I don't have mine plugged in all the time because 
Um, there's just like six different parts that you need to fiddle with and plug in and plug into the power, plug into your PS4, plug into your HDMI on your TV. I mean, it was tough enough, right, to have like the, the Xbox Connect and whatever yeah. the PS version of that was. But at least the Connect just sits under your TV and you don't have to touch it. Right. This has all these damn wires attached to it. And yep. also, um, you know, the whole HDR thing, it doesn't pass through HDR through the yes. box if you have a Gen 1 PSVR like I do. So you either have to unplug it and plug it in all the time, which is annoying, or I have it hooked up to my old PS4 outside, so it's not the Pro, so it doesn't look as nice. It's just it's just annoying. Mm. Um, but Iron Man VR looks amazing. Yeah, the previews for that are really, really glowing. It seems like an open-world proper game as opposed to like the Batman Arkham VR, mm-hmm. which was really just a little sn- kind of a snippet of a game, just an example of what could be in the future. Which is really sad because I thought Arkham VR was pretty good for what it was, and especially like the um, Battlefront Star Wars demo was the most like mind-blowing thing that... We'd all played in VR. That was brilliant. That was amazing. So, of course, the full game never came out. I feel like you, your wife, and your son should not play VR games. Your house will be covered in vomit. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the headset doesn't fit him. I've tried. Um, But, yeah, no. Given the size of Hong Kong, like the flats in Hong Kong, the only time I actually get the VR out and play because you need room to move your head and your arms and stuff, right? <laughs> so I had like the only time I can do that is when they're in Singapore and I have the living room for, to myself. So <laughs> it, as you might expect, it really drastically it's a, it's a more contained space for all yeah. the, all the puke. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. The problem I really had with PSVR is um, I have a really nice kind of armchair that's also doubles as a rocking chair. You don't want a rocking chair when you're playing <laughs> VR. <laughs> you, you really don't. No matter how still you sit, you're not sitting that still. And yeah. it's the constant, oh, I'm sick. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, uh, even with something as benign as Astrobot, which is, you know, it's basically almost fixed. But sometimes you move forward in the stage. And even that motion sometimes, like, throws me off completely. Uh, it makes me feel like, okay, wait, how did I just get here? And that's not really a great feeling. Mm-hmm. I've got news as well. Uh, so Sega announced the Genesis Mini, which is uh, the Genesis on the Mega Drive was their console in the early 90s. I'm sure we've all played it. Um, so they're going to re-release a tiny version along the lines of the Nintendo stuff. Uh, it's going to have 40 games on it. 10 have been announced. And the important thing for me is that the emulation is going to be done by M2, which is a Japanese little boutique studio renowned for their accuracy and also for adding on stuff to the game in line with the spirit of the original. So that is the deal breaker or maker? For deal me? maker. Deal yeah. maker. Does anyone say that? Uh, I, I it makes sense that. in this context. Shay said that. Deal maker. <laughs> um, for me. So once I heard that, I saw the games you know, being pretty okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good. I'm, I, I feel like I will buy it. Hmm. Yeah. I, I'm 100% sure Ravi will buy it. But that's because Ravi he buys, buys everything. everything yeah. I go. mean, I... Yeah. Also, I like the yeah. I like the design. So of the it doesn't Mega even Drive. matter to me that you're gonna buy. It's not about <laughs> yeah. It's not a mark of any sort of approval. You even buy stuff you don't want. That's this like the whole, Xbox. This whole, this whole thing is so harsh. This, this is yeah, so harsh. She got off on the wrong side a bit. Yeah. Just saying. I know she started yeah. by like thrashing Yoshi for yeah. <laughs> a game she actually liked. Yeah, liked no, and it. the thing that the re- the it. viewers are not going to hear is before this starts, she just looked us in the eye and said, F- "You guys." <laughs> The thing that I think is interesting, though, because I don't just want to get the Mega Drive Mini. I also kind of want the Mega SG, the analog clone console, the like perfect recreation of a Mega Drive, except with HDMI and 1080p. That looks really, really interesting. The problem is I just don't have that many Genesis carts lying around anymore. Yeah, it's the same for me. The idea appeals so much, you know, just recreating the console 
as accurately as you can get with modern conveniences. But I have like six cartridges, half of which are probably pirated, this being Singapore in the, 90, the 90s, right? Um, and they're still in Singapore in a box somewhere. So the idea appeals, but that would bring me down this rabbit hole of going to eBay and buying these games again. <laughs> uh, probably pirated versions, re- like reproduced cartridges or something, and that's not something I really want to do. Fair enough. Also because I think I like kind of half-ass it in the sense that like I'm not going to go through with like a, get a CRT and proper scan lines. I just want it to look kind of like it did in the old days, but not enough that I'm properly super, super, super passionate about getting a Framemeister. Are there any of the, the games that you're excited about, the ones that they've announced? Uh, Castlevania Bloodlines is, that would be the first time it's been re-released, I suspect, ever, right? Uh, so it's, yeah, it, they've had a really nice, of the 10 so far, they seem a good mix of the crowd-pleasing and the more niche ones that the enthusiasts would be like interested in. Um, can I just say, there's a game called Quackshot that came out for the Genesis in the early 90s. It stars Donald Duck. I, I, was oh, it Donald? nice. Yeah, I know, I know. Hence, w- Quack. Yeah. Uh, is Disney going to get any royalties from this? No, I'm just, I, it's, it's not even going to be on the thing. I'm just saying that if, if it is on the thing, right, uh-huh. I would drop like $1,000 for it. <laughs> Because the music's playing in my head now. Uh, he shoots plungers, you know, from a gun. Mm-hmm. And in halfway through the game, your plungers, you can get your plunger upgraded to stick to the wall. You can jump on the plungers. Oh, damn. <laughs> Quack shot. Yeah, check it out. Quack shot. Quack shot. It is interesting, though, whether a game like that might be on there. Because to me, so many of like the Mega Drive's iconic games are licensed games. I mean, some of them, of course, are arcade licensed by Sega. Therefore, they have the rights to. But I mean, whether it's the EA Sports games, for instance... Um, or whether it's, uh, you know, like NH- NHL 94 is a classic, right? That's an all-time Genesis classic. What does NHL stand for? National Hockey League. Sorry, it, hockey? <laughs> Jay, the problem with this is like your Mega Drive nostalgia is weird because you're like five years old when it came out, man. <laughs> you you Were you even born when it came out? Like we're Just because you guys troll each other while smiling doesn't make me the only troll. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you're supposed to like next level harsh. I just came in, I think what happened was I looked at my notes and then I felt all this like pre-angst about people hating on Kirby and then I looked at Kirby and Yoshi notes side by side and I was like, well, well. But here's the weird thing. Shay likes Kirby. I don't like Kirby. So you came in and attacked Shay over sorry, my Shay. beef. I, um, as I said, now that you're a part of this podcast, you might have to be collateral damage because I have a lot of baggage <laughs> with Robbie. Yeah, cool. This is just really free and easy, breezy <laughs> sort of podcast, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, Shay, come and join us. Come join the fun. It will be and fun. be murdered in the yep. corner. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. the, cool. The other thing that uh, I wanted to bring up was there was a whole bunch of Nintendo rumors since now you're a Switch convert, Vic. I talking am. Ah, oh, you guys murder me. Because there, there's... Bad. It's wasteful. What I've, I've stopped it? reading. <laughs> 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 Reading's overrated. Get a visual novel instead. Um, was it Best Buy that leaked everything? I can't remember the name of the store that leaked all the listings. I think yep. it was Best Buy. Yep. Um, and one of them is like Zelda Link to the Past, which, Shay, you and I, I think, exchanged about 200 Slack messages trying to figure out what it was. Yeah, because that's really, really odd, right? Um, that would imply a new Switch release on the cartridge, a physical release. Uh, Link to the Past is obviously a Super Nintendo game, again, from the early 90s when I was not born. Um, that's the one that 
you. That's the one that I recommended. I think it's the best. It's the one which I made you play through the first. That was really ten good. minutes. Of. That was really really yeah. good. Yeah. To play through the rain, the castle in the rain. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's it's like, a really whoa. cinematic. Yeah, I was really impressed. Yeah. So we don't know what this could be. It seems really unlikely. It could be a re-release of the just the SNES game on the Switch cartridge. Uh, seems unlikely it would be a remake along the lines of Link's Awakening because why steal the thunder so soon? So is this Breath of the Wild two? Is this the big three, the next big three D game? Just is it a Zelda collection? Yeah. So who, who knows? Maybe it's a whole bunch of Zelda games in one that are just the original like ROMs, but it's like seven of them, so it's okay. But then why call it, why call the the entry link to the past? So it's just so too many questions. Yeah, the whole thing is really really strange, but it does bring us on to the good thing, which is. That means a Nintendo Direct is probably soon. Oh, yes. And Nintendo Directs, Vic, are so much fun. You have no idea. It's like Christmas. It's like Christmas, but like six times a year. Tell me what that's about. So Nintendo have a YouTube show that they put on. It ranges from anywhere from like the mini Directs to like, what, 15 minutes to like half an hour. And it's just packed full of game announcements and trailers. Mm. And they're usually surprises. And they're they're usually quite a lot of fun. They're not like as wild as the E3 presentations where they hire like the Jim Henson company to make Muppets out of Miyamoto. But they are usually quite fun. They have some a lot of good like detailed info. Like was it the um one of the Smash um ones where Sakurai spent like ten minutes going over Ryu's mechanics? There was one like crazy one like, where he just goes way too deep into yeah, this. He stuff. spent like forty five minutes about on Smash Bros and the number of pixels each menu item had to be moved <laughs> up and down. Yeah. That I was love great. That. Yeah. So nerdy. Yeah, and also the, the, like the anticipation is always off the charts because it's always packed full of stuff. It's always packed full of like crazy announcements. Yeah, they've basically made an advertisement one hour long that people die to watch. And that's an achievement itself. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's always exciting. It, it honestly is. The last one was in February and they announced Super Mario Maker 2 mm-hmm. uh, among you know many, many other things. And it's, it's just great. It's one of those things that are really wholesome feel like a warm blanket wrapping you up <laughs> on a cold day. Bloody hell. He has yeah. five more to go. Yeah, all right. All right, we have a special guest with us right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our boy Josh is here. Your boy Josh. What up, what up? The real Josh. <laughs> the real Josh is here. The real Josh is here, yeah. even though the real Josh on Twitch is actually Shay. Your boy in Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> so Josh, we didn't come, we didn't invite you on to make fun of you. Well, no, we did, but... Also because you did something really interesting this week. Yeah, so uh, this week I wrote a story about I pay women on the internet uh, to play video games with me. So it's actually a service that are uh, being offered by um, a Chinese platform. So uh, these players, these people will actually pay, well, these people actually like, you know, play games uh, such as you know, Overwatch and you know, League of Legends and you know, PUBG and all that with you. Um, and then they charge you a... a Fairly low price, actually. Um, about was it, thirty uh, Chinese yuan for an hour. Um, so that's yeah. four fifty US. Yeah, about 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 like four fifteen, you know, five dollars a US. So I mean, but like per also hour. Per hour, yeah. Damn. So uh, you pay. Is that a damn? That's cheap or a yeah, damn that's, damn that's really cheap. I mean, yeah. That, yeah. As in, I mean, I can't imagine. I can't imagine like efficiently making money. Well, this. they don't make much money off of it, right, Josh? Yeah, like I, I get a sense that they don't make much, and then essentially because, like, you know, if you go over time, they still like they're not they're not like stopping you, you know, like uh, as as you just finish what your your one hour that you pay for. So um, I feel like that's very minimum amount of money, and then also the platform's gonna take its cut, right? So, but beyond the money, so what exactly 
do they do with you? What sort of like extra? How good are they at the game? What do they do? They like protect you? Do they heal you? Yeah. So the story is a the story is about how these women um they are there to serve you um uh, you know in the game um so they're trying to be your healer. You're trying to be a tank, and um so that you can. I mean, they're also very like you know encouraged. Uh, encouraging and cheerful, and then trying to was it? Uh, you do whatever you want, and then I'm here to heal you. I'm here to like you know, um, give you a good experience. So yeah. The interesting thing from the story was that they sound really, really good at the game. Like from the impression I got was that like they were just owning it. You were yeah. dying left and right, and, were <laughs> and like they were just keeping it together. Yeah, it was kind of awkward that you know, cause like you you can tell right away that they're like so much better. Um, than than I than I than I was and you know than I ever will be. Um, but Damn. it's <laughs> you went straight there. Okay. Yeah, they're like really good because I feel like because like they're like you know throwing around all these like you know trendiest uh, Chinese slang in the game and um like I I was struggling to keep up to be honest with you. Um, struggling to keep up with the slang. <laughs> yeah, trying to keep up with the slang as well as in your strategy and just like all the uh inside like baseball stuff so to speak and um. They were good, so like, it was awkward that I was, you know, um, put, what was it, front and center, trying to be the hero of the game. But at the same time, they're like, you know, as my backup and trying to heal me and all. I need to understand this a bit better. Does this platform exist just to, just to match make players? Yes. So that's a um, dedicated sort of website for that sort of uh, service. And actually, there are a lot more um, service such as like you know NetEase, which is you know China's second biggest gaming company. It also has like its own platform, so um, you can see that you know this this sort of service is actually you know going sort of mainstream. Yeah, it's not some little like dark corner of the internet thing. It's actually why did why did he why did you make him only pick women? Okay, that wasn't my call to be clear. In fact, I was going to ask about that. Like, <laughs> the one thing which I think is a bit disturbing about all this is it seems to reinforce some terrible gender stereotypes. Like, the women are there to serve you. Why didn't and- you get a man? I thought about it. I, I thought about it. So, like, you know, there's an audition room. There's an audition room there. Oh, so hang on. I, wanna, I also want to back up and okay. focus on this because the audition room itself sounds incredibly sexist and creepy, right? Like, yes. You know, like, the, the, the feel of it is a little, like, I I didn't want to read too much into it. But, like, you know, it's, it's essentially, you know, you, you sit there, you, you enter as a guest, and then a bunch of... Uh, uh, gaming companions, they will audition for you. You know, like they were like, ah, oh, and you know, I, I, I speak like this. Um, do I sound cute? Um, and then and such and such. So then, you know, you can, you can do your picking. Because again, like the thing that they're selling themselves on is not, hey, I'm really good at Overwatch. I'll help you in the game. Or hey, I'm really fun to play with. Do I sound cute? But it's such an interesting contrast where, you know, they are asking you if they sound cute. And then you go into the game and they're just kicking everyone's ass. I was ass. just thinking that. It's such, such a cool thing. It's half empowering and half incredibly sexist at the same time. And it's just such an interesting juxtaposition that like, I'm struggling to wrap my head around it. I, I mean, like- or, that, or that these weren't women that were particularly skilled. They're just a lot better than Josh. <laughs> right? That's... Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Yeah, didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, but... <laughs> but, um, but... but Cause like these these people are actually good like you know some of them are good and then I feel like there's a wide range of different sort of like you know services that they there's a wide range of different um, clients that they try to serve and you know like some people are there to be like you know they're casual gamers that they're, um, they're like really hardcore gamers trying to level up so like um, that's why 
they're like it was audition rooms because you know like going there and then you're like I'm like really serious about this game I need someone who's really good at this particular game and then they were trying to bring in somebody that you know fulfilled that sort of requirement um, but then you know if you like like me I was like yeah I'm just you know sort of what was it I play Overwatch on a regular basis but then I'm not like you know playing ranked or anything like that so um, they were trying to find somebody that can help you uh, on that front so is it almost in a way like a like a real life paid cheat a cheat instead of getting an aimbot you have an actual human aimbot who can help you and murder you and just you know give you that advantage yeah because like when you when when you when you go in when, when you use uh, services from that platform it feels very uh really weird you know there's a sense of like uh deception there's a sense of uh there's a sense of deception there, but then at the same time, that if you actually you know get to use it and play with it, it's not that unreasonable because like you know if you go to internet cafe, um, it's the same thing that you look for somebody to like you know maybe just you know, the person next to you to like you know play a game with you. So like it's essentially a matchmaking that sort of um, uh, service, but then they do sort of crank it up by 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 having you know women looking incredibly. Um, flirtatious, you know, uh, with their pictures and whatnot. Are, are there men on this platform? There are men on this platform. Um, that's why I meant, like, you know, they kind of sort of like cater to uh, players of, you know, uh, players across the spectrum with different needs. What um, was the breakdown? Like, how many like men were there to choose from versus women? Um, I think it's about was it like you know, like nine women out of ten. Um, these companions were the men there as uh, hunky guys to accompany female gamers, or as bros for men male gamers to play with? They do, cause like I, I've never actually like. Here's a funny thing, right? Cause I never actually like you know saw them on camera. I only like spoke to them. Uh, um, so like, but then they sound very like you know K drama ish, like you know Korean drama. Mm-hmm. That's sort of like very smooth, very uh, for lack of a better word, like effeminate. Mm-hmm. Um, that way they talk to you like that and. Um, so, because I only I encounter men uh, in the audition room who is you know the the host of the audition room, uh, which can be like you know a, a woman or a, a, a man you know for that matter. But then, because um, it just sounded weird, because like they sounded very like K drama ish, it just kind of like, you know gave me goosebumps. So you're saying I can get on this platform and find somebody to play Kirby with? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> not not exactly. What is it? Uh, like. More Nintendo, like Nintendo games. I I feel like was it they they mostly serve. <laughs> He's like they don't play filthy <laughs> casual games. <laughs> I just I can't imagine someone with the, the the with like the sickly sweet voice as you put it in the story, kind of playing Yoshi with you. Oh Kirby, you so round. <laughs> <laughs> you so pink. <laughs> anyway, no cool. So it was a really really interesting story. Uh, I like to see more experiences, you know, from the sort of slightly odd, slightly dark Chinese internet. I agree. No, it's a huge generalization. Well, it, but It yeah. begs the final question, though. Would you do it again? Would I do it again? I would... I feel like this is my... my what's on my bucket list, so to speak. I would try to hire people. Uh, there are actually, like, such services um, uh, in the West, too. So, like, they're, 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 they're uh, gaming companions for hire. Then it costs, uh, you know, like three times as much. So I was trying to see, you know, like what that's like, you know, uh, compared to, and then because I, I looked up uh, some of the services uh, on the internet, and then they, you know, like the Singaporean girls who are there to, like, <laughs> um, yeah. So like they're 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 like uh, 
these are like what is a gig economy essentially, right? So um, people are are doing that. Um, so I want to compare uh, what that's like. I can't imagine the Singapore girls <laughs> yeah, yeah. sounding. I was just <laughs> r- running it through my head. I can't imagine it. I it, can't imagine a Singaporean girl sounding anything appealing like. It go low lane lah. Middle lane for what? <laughs> just to be clear, Jared, that was not swearing in Singaporean. <laughs> that was not saying. <laughs> that was English actually. That, uh, correct. Probably couldn't tell. Correct. Anyway, I'll speak. But <laughs> anyway, no, that was. It was a really interesting story, and I think you've just asked me for money for a follow up, haven't you? Yeah, yeah he, just wants to, he just wants to meet a girl from Singapore. Hey, Shrike! Hey, you very good But the thing is, like, you don't even know if they're a girl or not, though. Because, like, these people, <laughs> like, I, I can tell the, the, the guy, the reason why I didn't hire that guy on the audition, uh, in the audition rooms, because that, you know, there's a weird quality to his uh, voice. Really? That, you know, sounded like he's, he Do was. Do it, Shay. Rock it around. Rock it around. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing, my God. <laughs> Is it a weird, slightly high-pitched voice? A little like yeah. singing Christmas songs? <laughs> no, that was me. That was me. <laughs> but no, that was like, I felt like that was artificially altered. Yeah. Anyway, Josh, thank you so much for telling us about your exciting, slightly creepy, slightly exciting adventures in the Chinese. I look forward to your... More, please. Yes, yeah. more, please. <laughs> and that's all from us. Uh, thank you for joining us. I'm Ravi. I'm Josh. I'm the real Josh. I'm Victoria. Yeah, boy. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, Shaker. <laughs> <laughs>